Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Rex Ryan's dinner table, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, happy Thanksgiving. How are you today? I'm doing just fine, anticipating tomorrow's games. How about you? Well, I'm I'm just fine anticipating tomorrow's turkey. But speaking of turkey, let's. <laughs> I wanted to do something real quick here before we get on with the show. Today, okay. as you may or may not know what other options are there, but President Obama, the president traditionally pardons two turkeys the day before Thanksgiving and lets them, you know, I guess escape from the slaughterhouse and go wherever pardoned turkeys go then. But So <laughs> okay. if you were looking at fantasy football this year, which two turkeys should we pardon this year? Who are, who are two people that you think are just really Ooh. dragging down their fantasy teams, you know, just because they perform poorly and not because they've been injured or hurt or anything. They've just been turkeys. Who, what two players would you pardon? Well, number one, I think on everybody's list has to be Chris Johnson. Yeah, he was number one on my list too. <laughs> and number two, I, I guess maybe at this point Philip Rivers, but I don't know if I want to pardon him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good choice. I like that. I was going to say Matt Ryan. He's I mean, he's done okay some games, but he hasn't really Fair. had that big Fair. breakout that everybody expected of him. No, I know that mm-hmm. from having him on several of my teams. And you, you could even throw Joe Flacco into that mix too. He's another guy, kind of like Ryan. I think they even came into the league, you know, the same year. You know, I think this is both their third season, and he hasn't mm-hmm. really done what you would expected him to do, I would think. I mean, everybody always assumes that you're just going to get better and better, but you know, that's not always the case. Well, look at Mark Sanchez. <laughs> oh, he, if anybody expected him to do well for your fantasy team this year, you deserve it. You're the turkey, not him, if you have him on your team. He said, I think I have him on two of my teams, but that's because of injuries. <laughs> so, anyway, so what are we up to tonight? Well, we are going to take a look at all of this week's matchups, a full slate of games. Yay, no more bye weeks. <laughs> talk about who to start, who to sit, uh, maybe debate about whether or not some teams are actually going to make it to the playoffs because this is going to be a do-or-die week for a lot of teams. And I'm going to go through uh, roughly a million injuries and some releases and signings and all kinds of odds and ends. The fun never stops here, pretty much. But if you get sick of listening to me in the Sherpa talk, which it's possible, unlikely, but but possible, I'm sure it happens, there are a number of ways that you can have your voice you, heard. <laughs> um, you can give us a call at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And all week long, you can find us in a number of other spots, including Facebook, on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, which has an awesome assortment of rankings by position every week and waiver wire pickup suggestions. It's a good resource. And you can find the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post, including this week's Are Tight Ends a Good Start When a Quarterback Has an Unfavorable Passing Matchup for the Week? So definitely check that out. And like I said, if you want to 
hit us up, ask us fantasy questions, tell us that we're crazy for trashing your favorite team, whatever floats your boat, feel free to. Let us know who your turkeys are in the non-Chris Johnson <laughs> Yeah, tell us who you want to pardon. <laughs> but Chris Johnson, yes, you can't pardon him. He's already been pardoned by both of us. So oh, we already pardon? have we already have one. Stevie Johnson would be the, his pardon, Brandon's pardon. He's fast. been kind of injured, but that's a good one. I like that. Well, he's only that's really been one. injured for a week, maybe two total, and what are we week All eleven? Right, he's a I mean, he's a, come on. And he's playing too I, well, well this this week, so that's going to continue <laughs> probably. All right. All right. Let's so, let's get into the injuries. Are there any there injuries or lot. anything this week? Um, especially if you're a Bills fan, it wasn't a really great week for your team. I I guess the Bills-Dolphins game from last week could be the body bag game, too. I'm sure some people may remember the infamous Redskins-Eagles game back in the 90s, uh, the body bag game. Uh, I don't remember it firsthand. I was a little young for it, but... (laughs) Oh, there you go again, Uh, bragging about how young you are. The the Bills suffered a number... I think I already had my walker by then. (laughs) <laughs> sure you did. The Bills suffered a number of season-ending injuries. Uh, probably the biggest one for most people's fantasy team is running back Fred Jackson was placed on injured reserve this afternoon with a fractured fibula. They thought originally it was a calf injury, but unfortunately it's going to take him another four to six weeks to get healthy, and it's just not going to be worth it for them at that point. And in conjunction with that, the Bills claimed wider, or running back to shard choice off of waivers from the Redskins this afternoon, and it looks like he's he's going to be the guy out in Buffalo. C.J. Spiller is not quite there yet, so to shard choice. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. I know I have some feelings about it. I'm sure the Sherpa does as well. Um, in other big waiver wire news today, Denver released quarterback Kyle Orton yesterday. And he was claimed today by Kansas City. He was actually claimed by three teams, Kansas City having the worst record of the bunch, so they got him. Uh, the Cowboys claimed put a claim in on him. John Kitna's been inactive the last few weeks. He's got a bad back. He's not a spring chicken anymore, so they were looking for maybe a new backup. And they Chicago, of course, Chicago, I think. put in a claim. I don't think, honestly, I don't think the Cowboys were trying to block Chicago. They don't love... The idea of him going to Chicago, but they actually need an experienced backup quarterback, and John Kitten is hurt. So I'm not totally surprised, but he's a Kansas City Chief now. Depending on when he shows up, uh, he will try to practice tomorrow if he can get his physical done in time, but I wouldn't bank on that. Obviously, the reason the Bears were trying to put a claim in on him was because Jay Cutler broke his thumb on Sunday He had surgery this morning. It went well. He's going to start rehab next week. And Caleb Haney is going to be the Bears' starter from here on out. They signed quarterback Josh McCown this afternoon after missing out on uh, Kyle Orton. He's going to be Caleb Haney's backup. He is not going to be the starter. I know there was some confusion among people, but they are all in on Caleb Haney. So there you go, Chicago. (laughs) Matt Schaub's season officially ended today. He was put on IR Obviously, he wasn't coming back, just pretty much a formality at this point. Matt Leinart is going to be the starter. We mentioned that last week. The Texans signed Kellen Clemens today. He is going to be the third quarterback on the roster behind rookie TJ Yates, who will be the number two out in Texas. Uh, Kansas City also officially ended their quarterback, Matt Castle's season, by placing him on IR 
he had hand surgery. He's not going to be seen again. Kansas City, as much as the Sherpa thinks, probably isn't going to the playoffs, so it's not going to be a huge loss. They're still right what? in it. You you speak <laughs> ill of them. They're still only. I'm I'm going to continue to speak ill of them. I'm not. This, it's not going away. Well, now Texans Andre Johnson again, is Tyler finally Powell. healthy. What Tyler? Pa- Listen, we'll get to the Chiefs. Andre Johnson's healthy. He's coming back. He's practicing. He's going to play this week. Matt Leinert's probably ecstatic, and I would imagine Texans fans are as well. My fantasy team is. Uh, in playoff news, since we were just talking about it, the 49ers can clinch the NFC West this weekend if they beat the Ravens and Seattle beats Washington. They will clinch Sunday. That's ridiculous. How can Vikings they clinch the division eight. if Seattle wins? What? How can they clinch the division if Seattle wins? They have to win, and Seattle has to win. It's just it, mathematically that's how it works. I don't. No, I, don't I don't know what to tell that, you. But anyway, is it just a playoff? I don't, I don't make the news. Oh, I just mind. report it. Moving All on, right. Vikings running back Adrian Peterson left the game on Sunday with a sprained ankle. He is wandering around in a walking boot and clearly not practicing. So keep an eye on that. I wouldn't be surprised if he does not play this week. Titans quarterback Matt Hasselbeck also left his game. He hurt his right elbow during the game. He is going to play this week. I know he's not practicing all that much. He's very limited. Jake Locker looked pretty decent, but it's going to be Matt Hasselbeck under center come Sunday. Uh, In Bill's injury woes, uh, they placed wide receiver Donald Jones on IR with an ankle injury. It's his second of the season. That's a big loss. He was their number two receiver when he was healthy. He also got hurt during the Dolphins game. Vontae Davis stepped on him while he was blocking. So that's that wasn't great. That made me sad. Green Bay running back James Starks has a sprained knee and ankle. He is questionable for tomorrow. Don't be surprised if he doesn't go. They have a lot of options. I don't know if you heard, but Green Bay's kind of good. Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones is Their not practicing yet. But he is planning to practice starting tomorrow and play Sunday so Falcons fans can breathe a sigh of relief. Colts running back Joseph Adai has returned to practice. He's hoping to play this week, and it looks like if he does, he's going to be the starter and get the bulk of the carries, so get excited about that if he's on your fantasy team. Jets running back LaDainian Tomlinson is not faring quite as well. He's still not practicing with that sprained knee and is very questionable. The Eagles are bitten by the injury bug as well. Quarterback Michael Vick and his ribs are still not practicing. <laughs> Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson sprained his foot. He's not practicing. He's in a walking boot. Both of them are questionable. I think Vick is closer to playing than Jackson is, but we'll see. Jeremy Macklin returned to practice with his AC joint bruise and hamstring injury, so that's a step in the right direction for them, I guess. Cowboys Did Sean Jackson put himself on that play when he flipped the ball, or no? Uh, no, he he was okay. just being Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> okay. Cowboys wide receiver Miles Austin is going to miss yet another game tomorrow with his ever-present hamstring injury. And Oakland, Oakland's got a really serious problem at wide receiver in that they have almost no healthy ones. Wide receiver Denarius Moore is in a walking boot and not practicing. I wouldn't count on seeing him come Sunday. Running back Darren McFadden also not practicing. He's out of his walking boot, though. I guess he's lent it to Denarius Moore. 
Uh, wide receiver Jacoby Ford has a sprained foot that he's still battling. Darius Hayward Bay, I'm sure you've all seen, got absolutely rocked on Sunday. He's got a concussion and spine and neck injuries. We will not be seeing him. They're not officially ruling him out yet, but he's not playing. All of them are very unlikely to play. So it's going to be the Kevin Boss and Chaz Schilling show this week. So don't forget Lewis Murphy. I get yeah, Lewis Murphy too. That's right. But um, T.J. Hushmanzada did not practice, but it was non-injury related, so don't worry about that. Cardinals quarterback Kevin Cobb returned to practice. He's hoping to play Sunday. That I would wait and see until committing fully to him. Peyton Hillis actually practiced today. Uh, a very limited basis, and Montario Hardestay is back and healthy. He's going to be the starter this week for the Browns. I There's no reason you need to be starting Peyton Hillis right now. Uh, <laughs> the Lions running back, Javi Best, is still out with his concussion. Bills wide receivers, <laughs> Naaman Roosevelt with a shoulder injury and David Nelson with an illness. Both did not practice. Both are questionable. I would expect both to play. Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton was limited to practice with a shoulder injury. A.J. Green was limited as well with his hyperextended knee. Vikings tight end Vasant Shanko has a hamstring injury. He is not practicing. And Vikings quarterback Christian Ponder was limited at practice with his own knee injury. Rams wide receiver Denario Alexander was limited with a hamstring injury. And Mark Clayton was limited with his knee injury. Uh, at least Mark Clayton is trying to practice, which is good. Washington Redskins receiver Santana Moss is planning to return from his hand injury this week, so that's a good sign for Washington, who seem to have a lot of bad signs happening for them, so I guess that's something. Seattle wide receivers Sidney Rice and Ben Obamanu both missed practice, both with knee injuries, and San Diego wide receiver Malcolm Floyd is still not practicing with his hip injury. I would be shocked if we see him play this week, but you never know with the Chargers. And we're finally done with injuries, cool. <laughs> thankfully. <sighs> Let's talk about games. Catch your breath. You ready to get it going with the games then? Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, it's a good <laughs> thing you're not a smoker when you do those Yeah, things. it is a very good or thing. Or when you don't do them, but that would be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> okay, so the first game up, we have the three traditional, I guess, Two of them are traditional, and the third one's becoming traditional. But we have three games tomorrow already. The first one mm-hmm. is Green Bay at Detroit. That's the early game. And I'm going to blow your mind, and I'm going to say that this is the first and only game Green Bay loses during the regular season. I'll pick Detroit to Stop win this, 34-30. to 30. No, don't say No, Green Bay's winning this game. <laughs> Their this defense is- stinks. Their pass defense in particular stinks, and Detroit's going to exploit that. You wait and see. Their defense can stink all at once. Green Bay's offense is good enough that they can give up 40 points and still score 45 and win the game. I'm not all that worried about their defense sucking when their offense is as good as it is. At some point, they're going to play a good defense. It might not be Detroit, but at some point in the playoffs, they'll have to play San Francisco or a team that really has a defense and watch what happens then. We'll see. We'll see. I think this will be an interesting game. Um, I would have liked it a lot better had Detroit still been undefeated, but that that really isn't going to work out for me. Um, I think Green Bay wins. I think they win by 10 points. Detroit can only play one good half of football at a time is what they've shown me the last few weeks, and you need to play 
four whole quarters if you want to beat Green Bay, which nobody's done yet. But I think there are a lot of people you should be starting on the Packers roster this week on your fantasy team. Even if the Sherpa thinks they're going to lose, Aaron Rodgers is an absolute must-start. Wide receivers gets a little trickier because, again, they sort of have Saints syndrome where everybody's getting targets, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just hard for a fantasy player. Um, I personally think you should definitely be starting Jordy Nelson. He definitely is the deep threat. He's going to get targets in the end zone. He will score a touchdown. Greg Jennings I like. Donald Driver is a maybe for me. James Jones and Randall Cobb I think are great flex options or third, fourth wide receivers. Um, James Starks, if he plays, is more, I think, more of a maybe even if he plays. He's got a bad leg. Ryan Grant was all right. John Kuhn's there as well. John Kuhn, if you need somebody in a pinch in a deep league with injuries, John Kuhn's a good option to have because he gets in the end zone a lot. Uh, Tight end Michael Finley, I would start. And you know what? I'd say maybe to the defense. I'd say yes to kicker Mason Crosby. He's going to have enough points to make it worth your while. But I don't know if I truly believe that Detroit is going to score all that many points. Well, I guess we don't have long to wait to find out. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you to start quarterback Matt Stafford, who's probable with his ongoing finger injury. Wide receivers Calvin Johnson and Nate Burleson. Johnson's probable with an ankle injury. Tight end Brandon Pettigrew and kicker Jason Hansen. You want to start all of those guys. On the fence about running back Kevin Smith, Packers are pretty good against the run defense, against the rush. So I wouldn't, you know, I know he was a very popular waiver wire pickup this week, but I wouldn't be in too much of a hurry to start him. He's somebody more that I think if you're playoff bound, he's somebody you can stash because, as I pointed out in my most recent post on the Huffington Post, Detroit has an awesome running schedule. Uh, for you know the playoff weeks, but anyway, that's enough on him. Wide receiver Titus Young is also a maybe for me. Running backs Maurice Morris and um, and Williams, I stay away from both of them. Morris is probable with an ankle injury, and I'm staying away from Detroit's defense as well. Okay. All right. Second game, which is probably the least anticipated of the three, unless you're a Dallas fan, is With Miami... Man which you are, which Miami uh, traveling to Dallas and Leon Lett will not be in attendance as far as I can tell. They're not going to do a halftime thing where they recreate his fumble. (laughs) All right. But I I think this will be a closer game than people think, but Dallas seems to be hitting on all cylinders now, and I think they'll win this game. I think they'll be a little bit sloppy, but I think they'll get it done, and I'll pick them to win this game 27-20. I think Dallas wins this game. I think they make it a lot more interesting than they need to. And I think Matt Moore will have a nice little game. The Dallas defense is good. It's better than some of the defenses out there, but they are sketchy. I like them a lot better with Sean Leon, but still Miami, they're doing some that things now that they weren't really for an arm now. <laughs> well, these are two teams I like, and I'm very interested in the game, and everybody else is going to have to watch it anyway because there's only one game on at that time. So I'm okay with this. I think that Dallas wins, and I would like it to be a blowout just because it would make me a lot less stressed out, but it won't be. Um, Matt Moore, I think, is somebody that's probably more of a two-quarterback start this week than 
being your only option. Just I'm because you don't like him more. I really like Matt more, but I'm realistic about what's going to happen with him this week. I think that it's going to be pretty balanced, and they're not going to put up 35 points. I mean, they're going to score 20, 21, 24 points at most. So I think there are better options out there, especially matchup-wise. So more for me is just a two-quarterback league start. Reggie Bush, I think you can start. Wide receiver Brandon Marshall, I'd say yes to. Devon Bass and Brian Hartline, more flex options for me. There's no business starting Wallace or the other Moore or Gates. I just there's not enough value there. I don't like tight end Anthony Fasano personally. I know a lot of other people are higher on him, especially right now. But for me, you I know think, him personally. <laughs> no, I just don't like him as a player. I never have, especially for fantasy purposes and. Kickers, defense, I just I don't think you need to be messing with those for Miami this week. What do you think of Daniel Thomas? He's supposedly healthy, and he actually had more yards last week than Reggie Bush. I, I'm i not a big Daniel Thomas fan. I'm just not. Okay. <laughs> when he's consistent for a few weeks in a row, maybe I'll get a little more on board, but for now, Reggie Bush is all right. For Dallas, it's a little bit different story. Quarterback Tony Romo start him, start both the wide receivers. Does Brian Laurent Robinson start tight end Jason Witten? Start the Cowboy defense. I'm on the fence about running back to Marco Murray. I know he's looked pretty good recently, but uh, I just Miami's run defense is actually pretty good. So I would say if you have better options than Murray, I would sit him this week. Kicker, or maybe use him as a flex. Kicker Dan Bailey is a maybe for me. Running back Felix Jones and Philip Tanner stay away from both of those. Jones is questionable with his ankle injury. Jones is going to play. So now we move on to the night game, which is the one that all non-Dallas fans are probably anticipating the most. All neutral, all people that don't have any horses in the race probably think this will be the most interesting of the three games. I actually think the first one will be the most interesting, but San Francisco is visiting Baltimore tomorrow night, Battle of the Harbaugh Brothers. I don't know which one is which, but anyway, I think Baltimore is going to win this game. I think they have more offense than San Francisco does. I just I don't trust Alex Smith, and you know, I don't trust Joe Flacco much either, but I'll trust him more than Alex Smith, and I'll pick Baltimore to win this game 24-17. I think San Francisco wins. Uh, I think it should be a Thanksgiving tradition that family members should play. I, just, I like this. Next year the Ryans can play each other. Maybe we have to go to Distant Cousins or put the Gronkowski brothers on different teams. I don't know, but I like this. Let's keep it up. I like this as a tradition. Messes up everybody's holiday dinner in the family then? Well, come on. I mean, realistically, it's, they haven't played each other yet. They're going to at some point in the season. Their family dinner The only way the Ryan brothers are going to play each Bullshit. other on Thanksgiving next year is if Rex gets fired, which could happen. I think it might. Anyway, I think San Francisco wins. I think there's fantasy value to be had here. I'm starting Alex Smith. Well, I personally won't. I don't have him on a team, but I would if I did. Um, I'd still start Frank Gore, even though he's a little banged up. Uh, Tight end Vernon Davis I'd start. Wide receivers. Josh Morgan I'd start. Ted Ginn I like as a flex. Michael Crabtree I'm on the fence on. I think he's going to play, even though he's still battling the foot problems. Braylon Edwards. I'd say yes to, still kind of coming back to be 100% from that knee injury, but 
I think I like him better than Crabtree this week, as crazy as you might think it is, the Sherpa. I know you like Crabtree a little better. But kicker, David Akers, I'm going to say no to. He got a ton of field goal chances last week, but only made about half of them, which was not great. And the defense, I'm going to say no to, because I think this might be a high-scoring game. How about Kyle Williams? He somebody that kind of came out of nowhere last week and had a half-decent game. Is he somebody that we should have our eye on? Uh, I'm not ready to say yes to that. I like to see guys have more than one good game before I go in on them. Hmm. Okay, so for Baltimore, I would start quarterback Joe Flacco. I think I'd actually start him ahead of Ted Ginn Jr., but I don't like either one of them this week, but that's just because Baltimore's defense is so good. But for Baltimore, I would suggest that you start quarterback Joe Flacco. They're going to be throwing a lot because they're not going to be able to run against San Francisco. Start wide receivers Anquan Bolden and Torrey Smith. Start the Ravens' defense. On the fence about Ray Rice, I don't think he'll get much in the way of rushing yardage, and it becomes how involved is he going to become and be in the passing game. And you know, I, you I can't... realize if Ray Rice doesn't have a lot of carries, Baltimore can't win this game. I totally disagree with that. I, I think they could throw. Pardon? You're crazy. Every time he's had very few carries this year, they've lost. Every time. Well, but San Francisco's defense is much better against the run than the pass. They're one of the, I think they're the number one defense against the run and against the pass. They're 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 not much better than Green Bay and New England. All right. So we'll see about Ray Rice. Tight ends Ed Dixon and Dennis Pitter are also maybe as for me as his kicker Billy Condis, and I would stay away from running back Ricky Williams and wide receiver Lee Evans, who for once is not on the injured list this week. You're crazy. I'm still starting Ray Rice. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think you're crazy for starting Alex Smith, so we'll, we'll have a friendly little thing and see who does better this week, Alex Smith or Ray Rice. Okay. Bring it on. All right. Okay, so now we're finally done with Thanksgiving. We've run off, we've slept off all the turkey, and now it's Sunday afternoon. First game up Sunday afternoon, Houston at Jacksonville. And even with Matt Leinart, I don't think this is going to be a close game. I think Houston, Jacksonville's defense, like I've been saying for weeks, they're good, but they just have probably the worst offense in the league, so at least the worst quarterback. So I'm going to take Houston to win this by two touchdowns, 24-10. to 10. I think it'll be an interesting game to watch because I want to see what exactly Matt Ryan's going to do. Um, but <laughs> it's probably not going to be that competitive for Jacksonville, as good as their defense may. I'll bet Matt Liner throws for less than 200 <clears throat> yards and they still win easily. Uh, I think he throws for at least 250. So we'll see. I'll write that one down. We'll talk about that next week. Um, okay. Houston, fantasy-wise, I think there are some very safe bets here. Matt Leinart, probably more of a two-quarterback league start this week. You don't know what you're going to get from him yet. And because it's his first week, I'm beyond Andre Johnson at the wide receiver position, I'm probably not going to start any of them. Andre Johnson is an elite wide receiver, but you just don't know who's going to have chemistry with Liner. You don't know who he likes, who's running the routes that he likes yet. So for me, I'm staying away from them this week. Same thing the with theory? Titan. Oh, sorry. Go ahead and go I'll ahead. ask my question after you're done. No, no, no go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say, what do you think about that theory 
that when the second string quarterback takes over, that it's usually the the third, fourth, and fifth wide receivers that get a chance to shine just because they're more familiar with the guy from working with him on the scout team. I mean, we saw that last week with Riley Cooper and, and Vince Young. Do you buy that theory or no? I absolutely buy it. And it's not always necessarily the practice squad or the lower on the depth chart guys. It's whoever, you know, maybe is coming back from an injury or, you know, likes the second-string quarterback and stays to do extra reps with him. It's why Tony Romo and T.O. worked as well as they did because he always wanted extra reps with Tony Romo. That's why they could connect. So for me, I like to see who he's worked with because you don't really know until one or two games in. So for me, I'm staying away from everybody except Andre Johnson. You just don't know which receiver it's going to be. Arian Foster, obviously, it's a great week to start him. They're going to run a lot. Ben Tate, not a terrible flex play. They're going to be going to their run game a lot. I'm going to say no to the tight ends. Owen Daniels is beat up. Joel Dreesen is the healthiest of the bunch, but I think there are better tight ends to go with this week. Say yes to defense, yes to kicker Neil Rackers, and Matt Leinert throwing for more than 250 yards. I think Matt Schaub would actually be one of my turkeys before he got hurt. I think he was having a, a... not as as great a season as as I thought for sure. I thought he'd be a. I, I think we disagreed about this at the beginning of the season. I think you were right. You know, I thought he might be a you know, borderline top five quarterback, and you said no, he wouldn't even make your top ten. And it looks like you were right about that. I never said that. Hurt. I I didn't think he'd be in my top five. He'd be a top ten. I think he's a good quarterback. I think that he's. I didn't think he was having a bad year. He was going to go to the playoffs. They're not. They're they're middle of the road in terms of number of yards per game, but you know they're but obviously. But he gets wins. I mean, I'd rather have him be middle of the road in yards because he's got good running backs and a functional run game than from you an know, NFL standpoint. I totally agree with you, but from a fantasy standpoint, I think he's been a pretty big disappointment this year. Before he got hurt, nah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Part of that might be because Andre Johnson's been out too, and Andre Johnson would make it, pretty much any quarterback look good. So, all right, maybe I'll. Pardon my pardon. Then. Okay, so we're moving on. <laughs> Jacksonville. I don't. I'll, I'll keep this quick. There's nobody that you should start on Jacksonville this week. If you're hard up for a flex, wide receivers Mike Thomas and Mark tight end Mercedes Lewis are probably the best options. Defense would be a maybe for me. Stay away from quarterback Blaine Gabbert. I would not repeat. Not start Maurice Jones-Drew. Houston, believe it or not, with that crummy defense they had last year with. Former Cowboy coach Wade Phillips is their defensive coordinator, actually has the top defense in the league. But stay away from Morris Jones-Drew, stay away from Deji Kareem, stay away from wide receiver Jason Hill and kicker Josh Scobie. So moving right along, my other potential upset, although I don't think this is going to happen, but I think Indianapolis is going to give Carolina a much better game than most people do. Most people think Carolina is going to win by two or three touchdowns. I'll pick Carolina to win, but only by one touchdown. I'll say Carolina 31, Indianapolis 24. Um, I just, maybe a few weeks ago I thought this could have been an upset, but it's pretty clear Cam Newton doesn't like to lose, and the way that he lost last week, and the fact that Indy is winless, I think it's a perfect storm for him to Maybe show us that he can be a real functional quarterback in trying situations. So 
such as last week. But um, I'm going to start Cam Newton this week, I, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to. I don't have him on fantasy teams because I don't like him. But you should. It's a very favorable matchup. Wide receiver Steve Smith, uh, Legadu Nane. Those are pretty much the only wide receivers I really want to start from this bunch. With everybody playing this week, you got a lot of good wide receiver options. Tight end Jeremy Shockey, Greg Olson, whichever one's going to be healthy and starting. And that may be tough to figure out. Greg Olson probably would get the edge over Shockey for me, but Cam Newton seems to like Jeremy Shockey, so take that with a grain of salt. Running backs, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, I think you can start both of them. I mean, obviously, one's going to get some more carries, but it's Indy. Their defense has not been staggering against any aspect of an offense. I'm going to say no to the defense and no to Alindo Mare. Just, you get, you get options. Indy will put a few points up here, but it's not like they're going to absolutely crush Indy, Carolina's defense. Just, eh. So for Indy, a- I would... Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, I stepped on you. No, I nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> I stepped on your applause line. All right, for Indy, I would start running backs, uh, Donald Brown and DeLon Carter. I would start wide receiver Reggie Wayne, who obviously not having Peyton Manning there is a big part of why he's been a disappointment this year, but he might also be be a turkey that needs to be pardoned. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. All right, quarterback (laughs) Curtis Painter. I say on the fence, wide receiver Pierre Garçon. He's also in purgatory. Tight end Jacob Tammy, I liked him a lot two weeks ago, not so much this week. And kicker Adam Vinatieri, I think this is one of the few weeks where he'll actually be playable, but hopefully you have better options. Stay away from running back Joseph Adai, who's questionable with his hamstring injury, wide receiver Austin Colley, and the Indy defense. Really? You'd stay with, away from Joseph Adai? He's going to get... A- I would start. He's still listed like as questionable, and with a hamstring injury and two other healthy backs, I, I don't. I don't. Well, like sources to... say that he looks good at practice, and he's going to get the majority of the carries. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. I'm living okay. on the. I'll edge. bet you. I'll, I'll make a friendly prediction that Joseph Adai is not the Colts' leading rusher on Sunday. It doesn't have to be leading rusher. He's going to get the majority of the carries. Let's see if he I'll, gets the most I'll go carries. further and say he doesn't even get the majority of the carries then. All right. Let's go there. Okay. <laughs> so now, next game up, we've got Let's the keep rolling here. Roll. We are way behind schedule. <laughs> okay. Let's see. By this time, we should be on the – yeah, we are way behind. Okay. Let's we're just talk about Cleveland and Cincinnati. All right. Cleveland and Cincinnati, <laughs> there's not much to talk about. Cincinnati's going to win this game pretty easily. I think they'll take it 24-14. Uh, I think it'll be closer than that. I think that Cincy wins the game, but I think Cleveland's going to put up a fight. I think that there may be more points than that, too, even. Um, Colt McCoy is really only a two-quarterback league start for me this week. Montario Hardest Day, I'm going to say I may start him. Chris Ogmanaya, maybe. But uh, Hardest Day, if you've got him on your roster and you know you need to fill some holes, maybe left by Fred Jackson, not a bad idea. Tight ends, uh, 
I don't love them. I think you have better options than Watson, Evan Moore. Not not huge fans. Wide receiver Brian Rubisky, I would start if he plays. He should. Mohamed Massaquan and Greg Little, I'd say maybe two. Same with I Josh Cribb. in Jacksonville now, isn't he? My bad, you're right. <laughs> I'm looking at my wrong notes now. Don't worry, um, I thought so, Steve Clayton was still on, on Houston a few weeks ago. It happens to yeah, everyone. All right. But um, Greg Little, Massaqua, Josh Cribbs, all maybes for me. There's just not a lot of targets to go around, and with everybody playing this week, you've got better options. Uh, I'm going to say probably no to their defense and kicker Phil Dawson. Sorry, Cleveland fans. Yeah, they are a pretty sorry bunch. No, I'm kidding. One of my best friends is a Cleveland <laughs> fan, so I have a soft spot for them. So for Cincinnati, I would start Cedric Benson. think he's going to have a good week. I was surprised by how well he did against Baltimore last week. I thought their run defense would shut him down, but he scored a couple TDs, which made up for the lack of yardage. But I think he'll have a good game Sunday. Start him, start wide receiver Jerome Simpson, start tight end Brandon Pettigrew, and start the Bengals defense. On the fence about quarterback Andy Dalton, who's probable with a shoulder injury. Wide receiver A.J. Green is questionable with a knee injury. On the fence about him. And kicker Mike Nugent also on the fence, even though I don't think Cincinnati's going to score a ton of points. Stay away from running back Bernard Scott. Wide receivers Andre Caldwell and Andrew Hawkins. Okay, fair enough. All right, moving right along here. Minnesota at Atlanta. I don't think this will be much of a game either. I'll pick Atlanta to win this one, 27-17. I think Atlanta wins this too. I should have been at this game. um, I think it'll be an interesting game to watch. I kind of like Christian Ponder. I don't know how healthy his shoulder is right now. Adrian Peterson doesn't look like he's going to be playing a lot, so I think it would take a lot for them to beat Atlanta, and I just don't think they can. If Christian Ponder plays, he's really only a second quarterback. You should not be starting him as your only quarterback. Adrian Peterson, if he plays, if they decide early enough for your liking that he's going to play, I would probably still start him depending on what my other options were. Tight end Vasante Shanko has got a bad hamstring. It Again, it's going to depend a lot on what your other options are, but he's not a terrible option at tight end, especially with Ponder at quarterback. I'm still going to start Percy Harvin, barring any setbacks. And Michael Jenkins, Bernard Barron, Darren Aramishadu. It just, I don't get excited about anybody beyond Percy Harvin on this team. Is Bernard Barron still there? I thought he was also. Uh, you know what? Away. I think, yeah, I think he got released two weeks ago. God, I bad notes today. But they're still losing this game. There's still not a lot going on. And their defense and their special teams don't need to be started this week. So if you're playing in a CBS league or one of those leagues that locks on Thursday where you can't change people after the first game of the week, if it's Thursday, do you put Adrian Peterson in your starting lineup with what we know now about him or not? Take a chance at a big fat zero. It depends or not. on who else I have. If I have guys who are all healthy, suppose you have Ontario Hardesty who may or may not be healthy and may or may not get much playing time, or Donald Brown or Delon Carter, somebody like that. 
if it's Donald Brown or DeLon Carter, I'm definitely going with Peterson because I believe and Joseph Adai is going to be the guy there this week. Montario hardest day, I may think a little harder, but I just, I don't know. Peterson's still in a walking boot, which makes me a little bit nervous, but his, he does have some upside. He's had injuries before, and I think he's only missed something like three starts in his whole career. I think I heard that the other day, so or read it. I can't remember we'll which, see. but we'll see. So for Atlanta, I'm going to start my pardon turkey, Matt Ryan. I'm going to start running back Michael <laughs> Turner, start running wide receiver Roddy White, tight end Tony Gonzalez, and the defense. They're all starts for me. Wide receiver Harry Douglas and kicker Matt Bryan or maybe he's for me, and I would stay away from running backs Jack Hughes Rogers and Jason Snelling and wide receiver Julio Jones, who's still questionable with that hamstring injury. All right. I Julio Jones this week is not I, – I I believe him if he says he's going to play and go out on a limb. All right. I don't think they'll need him to win this game, and they need him to either, down the road. We'll see. So we Buffalo at the Jets. Poor Buffalo. They, they've just been really devastated by – Fred Jackson's injury, and much as you might want to thank Tashard Choice and and uh, CJ. Yeah, we talked about this a little before. I still think Tashard Choice is a good running back. I'm a little biased because I'm a Cowboys fan. I watched him for a long time there, but the reason he got released from Dallas is just a product of us having too many actual healthy running backs. He hurt his hamstring. We let him go, and he played one game in Washington, and they let him go because they have 18 running backs there. Like. I think that Buffalo fans are going to be happily surprised with him. If he were that good, somebody would have held on to him, no? How many running backs do you need, really? I mean, the Cowboys have a ton. The Redskins have, like, a thousand that have been there the whole year. He was the last guy in. He's going to be the first one out. Yeah, I suppose. So for Buffalo, I guess with Johnny White as his only competition behind Spiller to to speak of, I don't think they're going to let... uh, Corey McIntyre get too many carries. But anyway, I'll pick the Jets to win this. I don't have much confidence in Mark Sanchez or the Jets, but I, I think they can, they'll win this game in spite of themselves, and I'll pick them to win by a field goal, 24-21. I really want to pick Buffalo to win this game, but I'm very concerned about the amount of injuries they have. The only way that Buffalo wins this game, and I do think it's going to be close, I think they're in it a lot of the way, but it's got to be – the Jets sort of have to give it to them. I mean, Mark Sanchez has to be Mark Sanchez and throw the game away, which is entirely possible. Entirely possible. <laughs> it just – all your wide receivers and your running backs are hurt. That's a problem. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a two-quarterback league start this week. He's had a rough stretch. I think he's going to be – he's going to bounce back. I wouldn't go releasing him. Don't get drastic. The Bills still have wins left in them. To short choice, if he he's on waivers in your league, go pick him up. He's going to be worthwhile. It may not be this week that it pays off right away, but he'll be a factor. Tight end Scott Chandler, I think, has a big game this week, mostly because he's one of the few healthy bodies that have still been there for the season. So Fitzpatrick has to throw to somebody. If David Nelson plays, which he should, I'm going to start him. Uh, same thing with Roosevelt. But it's it's going to come down to how they're feeling come Friday. And you may not have the luxury of knowing that. But 
we'll see. We'll see with the Bills. I think they've they've got some life left in them. Don't go releasing their players or trading them all away yet. The defense and kicker, I'm going to say no to kicker Ryan Liddell right away off the bat. The defense, I'm going to say maybe two. The Jets are not all that scary on offense. <laughs> Is Lindell back in the healthy this week, or are they going to use Rainer he's, again? He's still there. It's just they don't they don't know what they're doing with him. Okay. Well, they won't have too many. They won't have too much for him to do this weekend either way. So, but I, this game, I'm, I'm just not really interested in watching this. I think I might go up and see the new Muppet movie while this game is on, but we'll see. So, to the oh, chat, actually, here's a question <laughs> for you. If you had mm-hmm. to pick between Mark Sanchez and Ryan Fitzpatrick, if those were your two quarterbacks, which one would you start this week? Ryan Fitzpatrick. I hate Mark Sanchez so much. I would start and I Sanchez. think Ryan Fitzpatrick has a higher ceiling than Mark Sanchez, even though he's had a rough few weeks. Mark Sanchez is going to throw games away. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a little more stable. I, I think I'd start Sanchez. I just don't trust Fitzpatrick oh. against the Jets secondary, but we'll see. I'm not so, all that by them. All right. Well, they're still statistically one of the top seven or ten defenses, even though they've gotten We have 15 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> like, all right. We still have half the games to get to here. Okay. So for the Jets, we'll we'll do it. Have faith, Grasshopper. Let's go, let's go. So for the Jets, Jets, start running back Sean Green, start wide receiver Santonio Holmes, start tight end Dustin Keller, and the defense, start Martin Sanchez if you have to. Same thing with Joe McKnight, wide receiver Plexico Burris, and kicker Nick Bulk. Stay away from running back LaDainian Tomlinson, who's still questionable with his knee injury. Stay away from wide receiver uh, Jeremy Curley, who's questionable with his knee injury, and stay away from Patrick Turner. Okay. Tampa, All right, Tennessee, Tampa Bay at Tennessee. Tennessee, I say, wins this game, the battle of the tees. I'll say Tennessee 30, Tampa 20. Okay, I think Tennessee wins. I think Matt Hasselbeck will be fine. Josh Freeman's struggling. Tampa Bay as a whole is struggling. Josh Freeman, I think you can. He's a turkey. You're, you're in a deep league. You can start him as a single quarterback. I'd be a little worried about doing it, but... It's not terrible. LeGarrette Blunt, go go for it, I guess. He's also a turkey. They have two turkeys on their team. Actually, they three if you count Mike them. Williams. Um, I'm still going to think about starting Mike Williams this week. Aurelius Ben and Preston Parker, I'm not giving up on. I still like him. He's going to get 60 yards or so, so he's not a bad flex or deeper wide receiver option. I am not high on Kellen Winslow this week. Just makes me nuts watching him drop footballs. I'm going to say no to kicker Connor Barth and no to the defense. I think that Tennessee is going to be okay. Tennessee, I'm going to start running back Chris Johnson, wide receivers Nate Washington and Damian Williams, start the defense, start kicker Rob Aronis. I'm not convinced Matt Hasselbeck is healthy, so I would – and even if he does play with an elbow injury, I think that might limit his effectiveness throwing, even though Tampa Bay's pass defense stinks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sold on him. So we have a difference of opinion there. Tight end Jared Cook, I would not start. And running back uh, Javon Ringer, I would stay away from him. So next up we've got Arizona at St. Louis. 
And again, really, who cares about this game? Since I have to pick a winner, I'll pick St. Louis 27-21. I shockingly care about the games you don't care about. I think this will be an interesting game. <laughs> I'm I'm the only one who still likes watching Arizona, I guess. But John Skelton, clearly not ideal. Probably it's going to be Kevin Cobb this week, and I hope, I hope he's okay and back. I'm still starting Beanie Wells. Kevin Cobb. Two-quarterback league start. You don't know what you're getting from him. You don't know how healthy he is. Stay away from the tight ends. Todd Heap and Rob Hauser are both battling injuries. Wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, absolutely start. Andre Roberts, I think I'm going to start maybe on early set. And I would think maybe on their defense. Normally I would say no to it. But St. Louis, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to say maybe to Jay Feely and the defense. If Steven Jackson makes it through this game healthy in one piece, I think he's going to have a big day, like 130, 140 yards and a couple touchdowns. Wide receiver Brandon Lloyd, start him too, start the defense. Quarterback Sam Bradford, uh, he's another potential turkey, fantasy turkey. We might have to pardon him, but I would not start him unless you have to. Wide receivers Brandon Gibson and Austin Pettis, or maybe as is kicker Josh Brown. Stay away from Cadillac Williams. Denario Alexander, tight ends, uh, Lance Kendricks, and Michael Humano-Wanui. You know, all of them except for Humano-Wanui are questionable with various injuries. So let's move on. Okay. All right, Chicago at Oakland. I think this is going to be – this is the first of the Sunday late games, and I I think this is going to be an interesting game. I think Caleb Haney will be fine. I think Matt Forte will be fine, but I still think Oakland wins – I really like what um, Carson Palmer is doing there, and I think they win 30-24. to 24. I think Chicago's going to win this game. I'm a big fan of Caleb Haney. I am very much not a fan of Jay Cutler, so I'm not really broken up about this. Um, Oakland, while I, I, I do like Carson Palmer there, I like what's happening there. They just have so many injuries. Michael Bush is doing well, but I don't like that he's down a lot of options this week. Caleb Haney, plus a healthy roster and a good defense, I think Chicago edges them out. I think this will be a good game to watch, though. Yeah, Caleb I agree. Caleb Haney, I think, is a guy you should be picking up on the waiver wire right now. If he's still available in your league, go grab him. It's going to be worth your while. Um, but like I always do with a guy who it's his first week, be cautious Go with a cushion. If you've got two quarterbacks, start him as one of them, but don't make him the only guy you're starting. Go ahead and start Matt Forte. Wide receivers, Johnny Knox, I'm going to say yes to. Roy Williams, Devin Hester, both maybes. Again, you're going to come across the issue of you don't know who his receivers that he likes to throw to are right now. And so I'm going to stay away from a lot of these guys. Earl Bennett, I think Earl Bennett? Oh. Earl Bennett is the one I forgot to say. I think that I, for me, he's still going to be a maybe this week. I just, I don't know if he and Caleb Haney You're gel. You're in wait and see mode with them. I am, I am. I am going to start uh, their defense and Robbie Gould. For Oakland, I will start quarterback Carson Palmer, running back Michael Bush, tight end Kevin Boss, and kicker Sebastian Janikowski. I would. Um, I'm, the, I'm on the fence about Chaz Schillens and Denarius Moore. If he plays, he, he's questionable with his foot injury. Running backs, um, Darren McFadden is still listed as questionable, although it doesn't sound like he's going to play. Marcel Reese, Taiwan Jones, stay away from all those guys. And stay away from Jacoby Ford and 
T.J. Hushmanzada, both of them being wide receivers. <laughs> All right. Okay. Seattle and Washington, another game that, unless you're a fan of either team, I don't think you're going to watch this game willingly anyway. But I think Seattle's defense is a little bit better. Their offense, Marshawn Lynch has shown some signs of life recently. Sidney Rice, same thing. I think Seattle wins this. It's close, but I think Seattle takes it 2017. Um, I'm going to shock you and say I think Washington's going to win this. Uh, sorry to the 49ers. I don't Nothing think you say or do shocks me. <laughs> After two years, it shouldn't. But no. I am very much a Redskin hater. I just think that Seattle's a hot mess, and Washington's getting Santana Moss back. So for what that's worth, I think it'll help. There's there's no reason to start. John Beck, Rex Grossman, whoever they decide to give the start to, it will be Grossman allegedly, but I just I don't think there's any business that you need to be starting them for. Just none. Santana Moss and Jabbar Gaffney, while I don't like the quarterbacks, I think that it's worth your while to potentially start either of these guys. Beyond that, stay away. Tight end Fred Davis on Twitter this week. Well, you know, Twitter Twitter can be a good place for some people and not so good for others. It's Tight end Fred Davis for us. is a maybe. Yeah, it's great for me. It's a maybe for me. Running backs: Tim Hightower, Roy Hallou, Ryan Terrain, Shanna Hannigans is the name of the game. It's kind of a crapshoot. Tim Hightower is is the one out of the bunch, but you never really know who Mike Shanahan's going to give the ball to come. You know the red zone or any might anything that might require choice game this weekend. Maybe you just you just don't know. So I stay away from them. Kicker Graham For Gano is a no, and the defense I'm going to say yes to. Seattle, I start running back Marshawn Lynch, wide receiver Sidney Rice, tight end Zach Miller in the defense. On the fence about wide receiver Mike Williams, and I stay away from quarterback Tavares Jackson. Wide receivers Ben Oldmanu and Doug Baldwin, and kicker Steve Hauschka. So, Denver at San Diego. I don't know why, but I still think San Diego is going to pull out of their tailspin, and I'm going to pick them to win this game 24-17. I think Tebow Mania dies down at least for a week. I don't know if you can really say Tebow Mania ever is going to die down. As much as he's not a stereotypically good quarterback, the problem is that when you still have the Broncos with a chance to win come the fourth quarter, Tim Tebow is going to beat you. And San Diego is going to let them hang around because San Diego is not good right now. So I think Denver's going to win this game. I think that Tim Tebow's still more of a two-quarterback league start. He's going to somehow manage to get you points, but it's going to be stressful. It's just, you don't need to mess with it if you've got other options. Willis McGahee, as long as he gets on the field, I'm going to start him. Tight ends, I I really don't like any of them. <laughs> it just, I, I just don't. There are better options in many other oh, games. Hurt. So Yeah, that's that's part of why I don't like them. The other part is that Tim Tebow doesn't throw Tebow the ball. Tebow doesn't throw much. the ball much, right? Yeah. So again, same problem with the receivers. Eddie Royal, Eric Decker, just all maybes. You just don't know if anybody's gonna get targets because you don't know if he's gonna throw the ball more than five times. 
but I'm thinking I might start the defense if you're hard up for a good matchup and kicker Matt Prater, I might think about starting as well. For San Diego, I would start quarterback Philip Rivers. I would start wide receiver Vincent Jackson, tight end Antonio Gates, and the defense. I'm on the fence about running backs Ryan Matthews and Mike Tolbert just because I don't know which one's going to get the bulk of the carries. Wide receiver Vincent Brown and kicker Nick Novak. And stay away from wide receiver Malcolm Floyd, who, as Jan alluded to earlier, is still dealing with that hip injury. So now we come to the game that I think could potentially be the most interesting game of of Week 12, and that's New England at Philadelphia. I'm actually going to pick Philadelphia to win this. I think they are on the way back, and I'll pick them to beat New England 34-28. Okay. Um, I think that Philly's dream of going to the playoffs could potentially die this week. Uh, Tom Brady and a struggling defense are generally not a good mix. The only potential saving grace is that the New England defense isn't good, but the fact that you may not have Michael Vick, you may not have Deshaun Jackson, you've got a not totally 100% Jeremy Macklin, not a good combo. I think that New England edges them out this week. I'm starting Tom Brady. The running back situation with Danny Woodhead, Ben Jarvis Greenellis, Shane Vereen, Stephen Ridley, all of them, babies. If you've got to start one, I guess... Ben Jarvis Greenellis out of the bunch, but I don't particularly love the setup. Tight end Rob Gronkowski, I'm going to start. Aaron Hernandez could be a flex option. Wide receiver Wes Welker, if he gets on the field, you can start him. Uh, Deion Branch, Ocho Cinco, Julian Edelman, maybes. Um, I like Branch the best out of the bunch. Ochocinco is more of a flex option for me. I'm going to say no to the defense. I'm going to say yes to kicker Steven Gostkowski, and there you go. I guess we don't have enough time left for me to take you to task on Mr. Ochocinco, so I'll leave that alone. Philadelphia, I would start quarterback Mike Vick or Vince Young, whichever, whoever starts between the two of them, I would start. Running back with Sean McCoy is a start for me. Tight end Brent Selleck, kicker Alex Henry, start those guys. Leave Deshaun Jackson on the bench if he does play. Same thing for wide receivers Jason Avant and Jeremy Macklin and Riley Cooper. They're all maybes for me, as is the defense. And I would say leave uh, Ronnie Brown alone, not that you were thinking of starting him anyway. I hope you weren't. No. Unless you're in a 32-team league like I am, and even then I don't think I would start him. So now we're almost done with the 32 teams. We've got four left. Sunday night game is Pittsburgh at Kansas City. I guess they're fond of putting Kansas City on on the uh, TV at night. But this game, unfortunately, is is not going to be close. Pittsburgh's going to win this by at least a couple touchdowns. I'll take them to win 27-10. And that might be generous in terms of saying the Chiefs will score 10 points. I think it's funny you think the Steelers will only score 27. But um, I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger. I'm starting Richard Mendenhall. I'm going to start Mike Wallace. I'm going to start... Well, you know, I think that I'm going to go with Antonio Brown, not Emmanuel Sanders. Heinz Ward, maybe. Jericho Cockery. Oh, no. <laughs> Not him again. He's in the uh, ultra yeah. class. 
Those guys are yep. fantasy turkeys. I'm definitely starting kicker Sean Sweezum. I'm definitely starting the defense. And I did not mention Heath Miller, but I, he's more of a maybe for me. All right. For Kansas City, there's nobody I would start. Keep that simple. <laughs> Running back, and that's my team, too, so you can't But Kansas City's not out of it. Okay. <laughs> Well, this week they might be, but and right. running back Jackie Battle is on the. I mean, he's a maybe for me. Wide receivers uh, Dwayne Bow and Steve Breston are maybe's. As is the defense, I feel better if if um, Kyle Orton, even with his two snaps, played um, this week. But that's probably not going to happen. Quarterback Tyler Palco, running back Thomas Jones, Dexter McCluster, wide receiver Jonathan Baldwin, tight ends Leonard Pope and Jake O'Connell, kicker Ryan Suckup. Two words, stay away. <laughs> that's all I have to say on that game. All right, the last game, which is going to be another painful one for me as a Giants fan, but the Giants are going to be in New Orleans on Monday night, and I think their slide continues. I think New Orleans wins this game 34-24, and that's, again, probably being generous to the Giants in terms of the number of points they'll score. I don't know. I think this could actually... I, I'm not a big fan of the Giants, but I think it, it'll be a little closer. Um, I I don't think you should start Eli Manning, because I don't particularly like ever recommending starting him, but do with it as you Even will. Even when he throws for 400 yards like he might on Monday night? Even then. Um, I know most people will, and they're going to ignore me regardless. So. <laughs> no, it's not true. Um, you could be right. I I hope I'm right because I don't like him. Um, running backs, tricky situation. Brandon Jacobs is cranky. He's getting booed a lot. Ahmed Bradshaw's not going to play this week. He's still banged up. Um, maybe on Jacobs, I'm going to start Victor Cruz. I'm going to start Mario Manningham. Hakeem Nix is a maybe for me. Jake Ballard's got a case of the drops, and I'm going to not start him this week. I'm going to say no to the defense and yes to kicker Lawrence Tynes because I think they'll be kicking field goals. He's also got a case of the bad elbow that Jake Ballard does. Well, I'd, if he could hold on to the ball, I'd start him. I don't care what his elbow's like. <laughs> All right. He's usually pretty good. Last week, I think, was an anomaly, but you you may very well be right there. New Orleans, I would start quarterback Drew Brees, running back Darren Sproles, wide receiver Marcus Colston, tight end Jimmy Graham, and kicker John Casey. On the fence about running backs, Pierre Thomas and Mark Ingram, who's back this week. Who knows who's going to get the majority of the carries there. Wide receiver Lance Moore is another maybe for me, as is the defense. Stay away from running back Chris Ivory, who's questionable with a hamstring injury, and wide receivers Devery Henderson and Robert Meacham, just because they're the probably the, the fourth and fifth options for Breeze when he throws the ball. Okay. That brings us to the end of the games this week and we are just a little bit over time so we will just get right into letting you guys know we'll be back again next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time as we are every Wednesday night Uh, we will also be talking matchups who to start, who to sit, all the injuries and all of that good stuff as always you can find us all week long on fantasyfootballsherpa.com, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. We're on Gmail under the same handle at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And don't forget to check for all your waiver wire and ranking needs 
again, fantasyfootballsherpa.com, and the Huffington Post, the Sherpa's football musings, including our tight ends, a good start when a quarterback has an unfavorable passing matchup, and I think that's it. All right, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And, Jenna, you and I, we should do a, a Google Plus Hangout sometime, too, and see if we can uh, drum up some fantasy football chat that way, too. That might be fun to try. But anyway, not this week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week.